0: Welcome to the Bloody Broads pod. We are your Bloody Broads. I'm Bobna Sharma.
1: And I'm Jamie Howard. We are your horror guides from page to screen and everything in between. And this week, we are welcoming none other than the other half of Nightmare on Fear Street. Mr. Trent. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. But he's a friend of the pod and we love him very much. Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. My drag race yeah. friend.
2: <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> like all good people should be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm super excited to be here. Um long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um uh, but
2: yeah i love when we have y'all on our show on, on nightmare on fierce street for those that need a reminder i guess um but yeah uh, jamie's on for all our scream stuff so you know that's a pain <laughs> and we've had on, we've had both of you on we love y'all
1: yes and trent can you tell the people just a little bit about who you are and what you do because you're not just a podcaster
2: I am not just a podcaster. I do have to make money Um, (laughs) because we do still live in a capitalistic uh, society right now. Who knows what the future will bring?
1: (laughs) I'm so glad we're not recording video because I almost spit out my water. (laughs) A literal spit take. But yes, yes.
2: Yes. So um, during the day when I'm not watching horror films, I – Teach theater at a day service program for a local nonprofit that um, we serve adults with developmental disabilities. So I have twenty to eighty adults with developmental disabilities, and I'm trying to teach them theater. (laughs) It's never a dull moment. So, (laughs) um, if you listen to our podcast, I just listened to our our podcast today and I literally tell a story about one of my clients and I love them to death, even though they drive me insane. Um, But yeah, that's what I do. I also um, work with a local um, community theater here in central Arkansas um, and do a lot with that. So that keeps me busy. And then of course I have the podcast podcast. And yeah, I, you know, I'm a theater person at heart, but I love film. You know, I've always been a film fan specifically of the horror variety, but I, I, I love everything. Sheree always says, um, you know, oh, that's a drama. I'll try to like that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've been told that if you come see a show that I direct, uh, they're like, oh, it's not a Trent Reeves show. once you leave crying. And I'm like,
1: Oh. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs>
2: which is
1: which is why I keep trying to get you to finish Yellow Jackets, but that's a whole other podcast. Uh, it's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> I finally got caught up on uh, Swarm
1: and yes. The Last
2: of Us, so now I need to get now Yellow Jackets is probably
0: top of the list now. So of <laughs> that list, I've only seen Yellow Jackets. Please don't hurt me. Oh. It's on my list. It's on my list. I'm just getting out of a depressive fog. Leave me alone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say Swarm is a wild ride. It's very fun. (laughs) And um, The Last of Us has some really, like, some of the best episodes I've ever seen from television. I'm not sure if I love the whole season the end's a little wonky for me, and the and the pacing's a little – as a season. Yeah. But like, there's a two episodes off the top of my head, and I'm sure, Jamie, since you've seen it, you know which two I'm talking I, about. I know
1: exactly which two you're talking about because there's <laughs> two that are amazing, and then there's two towards the end where you're like, I see what we're trying to do. It's still a great episode of television, but yeah. we didn't quite land the plane, so to speak. But anyways.
2: And my friends who have played the game – I haven't played the game. Me either. Um, say – when I told them kind of my complaints, which I don't want to get into too much on here, but um, when I told them my complaints, I said, oh, then you'll love season two. So I would okay. love the second game. Cause Noted. I, my biggest thing, but I was going to say this real quick, but yeah. I wasn't vibing with the the main dude. He wouldn't for me. I okay. really loved. I loved Ellie. I loved everything about her, and I wanted more from her. I just felt like his story – the more interesting part of his story was the bef- was before the show started,
1: a hundred percent.
2: Yeah, and so I was like, okay, I'm ready for Ellie. I'm ready, like let's let her drive. And it just wasn't. That's not the story of this season. But
1: yeah, especially like, when you. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it because especially when you look back at how they meet up and why they're together for the rest of the season. I yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but we'll talk about that on a um, on a recap episode or something. Right. Um, right. We're just super excited to have you. And this week, we're discussing a movie that's near and dear to all of our hearts, The Faculty.
0: Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Look, (laughs) this movie is on my annual Halloween rewatch. Like it's on my. It's like one of the few that are like you know laminated on my list. It's not going anywhere.
1: It's a trip. (laughs) It is a trip.
2: It's such a good time. And, you know, it's one of the few, I think this and um, Teaching Mrs. Tingle are the only two Williamson films that Sheree and I have not covered. And they're both on our list. We'll get to them eventually. But when the time is right, I love Teaching Mrs. Tingle and I love the faculty. We just haven't gotten to them yet.
1: That's very fair because he has such a body of work. and and now that scream is coming out every 18 months <laughs> again <laughs> what is this 1996 yeah right. i'm not mad at it yeah. but truly like let's just go ahead and get this out of the way from the jump literally this movie's cast is like a 90s who's who and who's going to become who from the jump oh,
2: wild i had forgot like of course i remembered you know elijah wood um and uh, uh, uh Josh, Josh Hartman, yes, because, you know, they were an awakening for me at a very young age, <laughs> those but um, but I had, it didn't dawn on me until I, as an adult rewatching it how stacked the teachers are, even yes. the teachers are like huge actors like um, Piper Laurie, Fam Kid Jensen, of course, I do Fam Kid Jensen because I'm a big uh, X Men mm-hmm. fan. So. I knew her, but like BB Newworth. Oh uh,
1: I am a Frasier Stan. And when I saw mm-hmm. BB Newworth in this movie, I was like, Yep, BB. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she plays a great bitch and I'm so she here Always. For her. Always um, <laughs> even um John Stewart. I was like, how do you doing in this movie?
0: <laughs> the only person I forget every year without fail, I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with my brain, is Selma Hayek.
1: Oh, yeah, the yeah. Nurse she, right. Yeah,
0: Nurse Harper. She's the only one I forget just because it is so stacked. Mm. Like the right. faculty, haha, is so stacked. And then you have the kids, you know? And I'm like, oh, and when I see her face, I'm like, oh, it's
1: Selma Hayek. And she. Right. She has some of the best little like one liners too throughout the mm-hmm. first, you know, however long she lives in the movie. But um the other one that catches me off guard every time is Stokely, the goth girl, is Clea Duval, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. in several seasons of Veep, which is one of my favorite T V shows of all time. <laughs> if you been- I You would love
2: it, but I've never—I didn't know she was on it. But that's really interesting because I know her from her extensive horror work. She's in exactly almost every genre film from the early aughts or late (laughs) nineties.
1: I know, I love it so much, and then, of course, it stars Elijah Wood as Casey, um, who I think people really forget that he kind of got his start in horror—not necessarily the very beginning, but you know, he started popping off in Mm -hmm. horror, and now that he's in. Spoiler for this new season of yellow jackets, he's in this season of yellow jackets. People are like, Oh, I want him to do more horror. And I was like, He's been here the whole time.
2: Where have you been, Karen?
1: I (laughs)
0: feel I feel like sorry to bring up yellow jackets again, but like I feel like yellow jackets is like the twenty twenty three version of where are they now of kind of like a faculty esque thing. So it's like the it's like, where are these nineties, you know, where are these nineties kids now? They're all here. They're all in hell, apparently in Jersey.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is
2: hell. Oh, God! <laughs> um, Michelle Massage came from there, so it's got to be hell, right?
1: Oh, bless the one thing that Jersey gave us, right? <laughs> so this movie was uh, written by the you know wonderful Mr. Kevin Williamson. We're all big fans, but it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, and I think that that throws some people off because it throws me off every time I remember.
2: Absolutely, like this. This is a Kevin Williamson film. Like mm-hmm. it just is. But Robert Rodriguez, his name is very alliterate, or alliteration, not alliterate, yes. that's different. Uh, but, uh, I swear I'm not drunk this time, y'all. Um, but he, like, his, he isn't as, like, he doesn't have a signature, I don't think. Like he, he, All of his films right. are very diverse. So... But this is by far my favorite of the ones I've seen that he did, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is actually my favorite Robert Rodriguez film. And if anyone comes after me, whatever. I do love From Dusk Till Dawn. I do love anything with his cousin Danny Trejo in it. But th- this is my favorite. This is the one that's sort of the test of time for me.
1: I'm trying to think of what else he's done that I've seen recently. Besides this Spy and Kids, Death Till Dawn. <laughs> well, obviously Spy Kids. That's my favorite Robert Rodriguez movie. <laughs> Fair enough. I was I was just a little too old for
0: Spy Kids um, when it came out. Same. I was like basically in high school, so I was like, oh. uh, yeah.
1: No, I was my all siblings about it. Though
2: all of it. So. Yes. Yeah, same.
1: Yeah. Well, I think to you know, speaking of the age difference, I think regardless of what uh, decade we first saw this movie in. I don't know a single kid that can't relate to feeling like a teacher is kind of out for you or is trying to single you out and make fun of you. I had a teacher who was a bully in seventh and eighth grade um, for no reason. I mean, you know, there's never a reason for an adult to pick on a child. Let's be real. But Trent, I know you had a lot of thoughts on why you relate to this movie.
2: Yes, absolutely. Like I, I totally agree with the whole adults and teachers, um, bullying kids cuz that it happens today um but specifically being a queer person in the south in a very small town coming out in the early aughts in high school um the whole world <laughs> felt like besides like my little band that these people have you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was out to get me like i had a teacher threaten <coughs> excuse me uh threatened to out me to my parents i had um, teachers who literally would say, you know, LGBTQP plus people are going to hell. They didn't use that word, but you know, right, to my face and to in front of everyone. Um, I, and so I totally, I think that's why I gravitate to films like this and films, specific, specifically that Kevin Williamson wrote. And not only that, but like shows like Buffy and where it's like a ragtag team is taking on the world that's out to get them. And I just, it speaks to me just from that experience and feeling like there's no one on your side besides like your five best friends. And those are the only people you can count on.
1: I love that so much.
2: Yeah. And the whole idea of conforming and conformity in this film because that's kind of what these body snatching aliens do, right? They, they get put in your ear, which is creepy as fuck already. (laughs) And then they, you're like a pup. You're like a, you know, a a puppet, like you're conformed to like what everyone else, like that couple that fights all the time. And then they get, uh, they get possessed, I guess is the right word. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Body snatched. And then they're like, oh, the perfect couple. And so, this I, the idea of conformity, specifically from a town. Ta- this town that I'm telling you I came out in, I one of my really good friends was in the outcast in quotes group because she was Pentecostal. <gasps> she wasn't Southern Baptist. This Wait. town is owned by like everyone is Southern Baptist. Everyone.
1: That's my hometown too, Trent. And I feel like you and I have <laughs> touched upon this before, but like truly, it was seen as like. If you were not non denominational air quotes, which always wound up just being Baptist or Southern Baptist, right you were looked Baptist at kind with of guitars. right <laughs> <laughs> and uh or or Methodist, you know like that's kind of the safe ones, and then everyone else was kind of looked at strangely, but I just love that you love this movie so much because I see where you're coming from and I see the other things that you enjoy and i it all makes sense, do you know what I mean It's like a mosaic, right. and you know. <sighs> This is where we're going to get into spoilers. So for people listening who have not seen the movie, pause it, watch it, come back. But for me, this movie is kind of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers meets The Thing meets um, a little bit of Puppet Master, but not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a it, little bit of Stepford Wives thrown a little in bit there. Of, of course. But for me, those three specifically, I think are... It's very evident that he absorbed those and then made this film, which Kevin Williamson is famous for doing, being very meta. And it's something I really enjoyed about this movie. But you're right. We get this group of students who, like we said, are all kind of 90s hard hitters at this point, um, or they're about to become a hard hitter in their career. And they're like the breakfast club. Like Mm -hmm. you have the jock, you have the burnout, you have the nerdy girl, you have the goth girl. Like it's literally... The Breakfast Club, but with aliens.
2: Right, a little less problematic. Uh- <laughs>
1: thank God. Just, a, thank just God. a little.
2: Just a little less. Just a
1: little. <laughs> I think I'm like the only person who. I just legitimately hate John Hughes movies. <laughs> I, they're mostly tr- very problematic and honestly trash upon rewatch, except for Ferris. Well, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off a Ferris? I think it's a. That's
0: a John Hughes movie.
1: Well, okay. If, if it, it is, it's
0: the only one I like too.
1: Same, same. Like yeah. Yeah, only, o-
0: only because I'm sorry, it's way too white for me. And even growing up, like I could never. Connect and I never realized why until I was older. And I'm just like, oh, it's a whole bunch of people that don't live my life. So why is it mm. supposed to be the relatable high school experience?
2: And I think that Kevin Williamson really does this so well. He, he's, he creates fantastic characters. That's yes. why we love his work so much. Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, this film, Dawson's Creek. Even, even the first few seasons of Vampire Diaries. Like, fantastic
0: Hold up! He did Vampire Diaries. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did the she first two seasons. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped watching after two. That makes so much sense.
1: It's <laughs> the only reason Sorry. I started watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess will I mean, really in in Holder, I was a lost girly. So, oh, fair. that that. Well, Those I'm brothers, a vampire girly too. I was like, I
2: just, Nina, I don't know why you're confused because I just take both. <laughs>
0: They were both here and they were awesome. promoting their alcohol thing in the, in the liquor store right behind my cousin's condo. And I was just like, I, I, I can be there in half an hour. I can be there in half an hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that like, maybe Kevin Williamson took the, the John Hughes like archetype or like stuff and made it work because this isn't these characters while are um definitely a trope, they're not mm-hmm. flat. Mm-mm. Like no. even Delilah, who I think you're kind of supposed to hate. Yeah. Uh, she good. has <laughs> moments where I'm like, I'm rooting for you, girl. Like, I like that she's like doesn't really just fall in line with her boyfriend. She's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I I have goals, and that this is one of my goals. <laughs> even exactly. though it's kind of shallow and superficial. But I mean, it makes her more interesting. Same thing with even Casey and Zeke, and they're all multi
0: dimensional. They are. And like the hilarious part is that they're still more multidimensional than a lot of characters, even up until this, these days, when you get horror movies or movies like this or with Mm. a bigger ensemble cast, like I'm like, it's not that hard guys Looked to almost 30 years ago.
1: No, truly. Like, I, I think we really lose some of the dynamic. That was people's complaint with Scream Five that we didn't have a cohesive dynamic to care about the characters. And I was like, well, it's setting up the second half of the. Tr- I know Trent. Same Trent and I both are making the like eyebrow raise face. <laughs> like,
2: did you watch the movie? No, like, four four. They even named the group. Like,
1: I know. Well, <laughs> well, I even had someone tell me that number six, the newest one, didn't have an ending, and I was like. All right, I'm Did not gonna argue
2: with you. Just say you're racist and move on. Like That's what I said. <laughs> oh I was like,
1: girl, whatever. But truly, like I could have I could have watched this movie this time around just for like the fun of it. But I think knowing that I get to discuss it with y'all and kind of dissect it is what made it more fun and it made me appreciate it a lot more. So mm-hmm. again, they come straight out of the John Hughes stereotype playbook. But with that Human element, like you said, Trent, that's really missing, I think, in a lot of the newer stuff, like you said, Bhavna. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I've said before, aliens are the one thing that scare me. So this film genuinely scares me, even though the special effects are woof. (laughs) Listen, it was 98, all right? Yes. It was very much giving uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, if you guys. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Some of these are trash.
2: Yeah, some of these, oh, special effects. But you know, I will say this: I just finished at work today. We watched the film adaptation of *Phantom of the Opera*. Oh no! And this had better effects than that movie did,
1: it did. But but this movie also does not have, um, oh my god, Phantom.
2: Gerard Butler? Yes, Yes. and I love
1: him. And I can't believe I just blanked out on his name.
2: (laughs) I love him, but I hate him in that movie. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anyways, you can tell we're all theater people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, R.I.P. Phantom on Broadway.
1: (laughs) I know. It just ended. Mm -hmm. Womp womp. Yeah. But – I think aliens would totally sneak in via a high school in Ohio. Have y'all seen the memes going around <laughs> where it's like <laughs> someone will post like a TikTok of like a weird, you know, phenomena happening in the lights in the sky or something and someone will just comment typical day in Ohio and it's like a <laughs> meme now <laughs> for the
2: kids. <laughs> yes.
1: But that's so relatable. Like what a, you know, I say this as my, my partner is my partner's from Ohio, but truly like what a bland state. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very Midwest
0: Listen, I'm Canadian The only things I know about Ohio are One seems to be like football is like a big mm-hmm. thing High school football, cornfields uh, Really shitty, stupid, fucked up abortion laws
1: And uh, bland AF people
0: that's Sorry, a big, Ohio
1: That's a big chunk of our country, to be honest So, you know, you're I, not entirely I, wrong. I, I,
2: Yeah, I can't throw stones. I'm in Arkansas. I
1: know, I'm in a glass house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just need to come on up there to Canada with y'all.
0: The only place in Ohio I ever want to go to is Columbus just so I can knock off the Blue Jackets arena off my list of of, uh, hockey arenas, and that's about it. Just a quick in and out. I
1: I think he was so smart. Kevin Williamson was so smart to set this in Ohio because this is – right before Columbine and Mm -hmm. it's such a, it's such a safe movie. Like there's not a lot of school violence movies. Like I'm still shocked that scream got, you know, remade quote unquote because it's just at the forefront of every American students and parents (laughs) with a student mind, especially, you know, since then. And I think that this really latched onto that fear of, I'm supposed to be safe at school and I'm not same thing with the seconds or the first scream, you know, like they're supposed to be safe in the hallways at school and they're not. So they get sent home. And so I just, I think at the setup of, okay, my teachers are all aliens, starting with the creepy football coach who stabs her with a pencil through the hand. (laughs) That first
2: scene is legitimately still terrifying and oh, absolutely. I, I think it's mm-hmm. the drama teacher who's the first. I think she infects <gasps> him.
1: Piper Laurie's character?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm.
1: Uh, I just had a revelation when you said that. Sorry. I was like, <gasps> I've never uh, considered know for that. We sure don't
2: because we just see someone walk up. It could have been What's-Her-Face, the, the country girl. Yeah. But I think it was the drama teacher because oh, she's I, already I, turned in that last scene too that you don't know it.
1: Oh, yeah, because she's already one of the people. Well, the only reason that I thought that it was Mary Beth is because – She's the first or whatever. She's the host. And I love it. That- i sorry. Maybe Mary Beth met
0: up with the drama teacher first because, you know, like a new student doesn't just doesn't just show up mm. on their first day already registered into classes. Right. That's such like a good point. maybe yeah. she had gotten her classes and whatever from her.
1: That is such a good so, point. You guys alien action. Yeah.
2: Maybe the drama teachers who told her about the accent.
1: You mean
0: the really, really <laughs> shitty accent? We are, Sorry,
1: we are, we are taking this like here's where it was, and here's where we took it. You know, yeah. Yeah. but truly, this is we don't even need to like really dive too deep into the plot because it's essentially aliens infect a student, who then affects a teach infects a teacher, who then infects mm-hmm. other teachers. Like that's the whole plot of the movie. Except for, I will say. We get one scene about halfway through where the football team is all infected, and they're, like, running at them through the bus. My heart was in my butt. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Zeke, get out of there. Your face is so pretty for this.
2: Right. And I will say this. Talking about the special effects, because they are – oh, that scene where they all walks the up place. and they're all like, bah, with the rain or whatever. <laughs> like, it was – I was it was bad. But <laughs> – The scene where Famke Jensen's in the car with Zeke, I I love that I say her real name and his character's name anyway (laughs) because she's just Famke Jensen. Um, And then she like he wrecks it and she flies. That scene where you see her Mm -hmm. body. This is the first time I was like, that is a body. Like it's probably it's definitely not her body, but like it's something flies through that windshield. It looks so real. Yeah, it was it was
1: whole wild because. He's trying to escape. I will say the other Easter egg ish slash homage that I caught this time was that scene actually Trent with the when they're all standing in the rain and they're like looking up at the rain <laughs> because apparently water makes them stronger, which like relatable. Stay hydrated. But they're when well, the light dehydrate
2: the body. That's yes. how the, the old lady gets killed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm. Oh my God! We have to talk about. I have lots of thoughts about the drug use in this movie. But oh God! Yeah, <laughs> they're they're all standing as on the football fields. It's raining, and when the lightning flashes, we see their skulls. So that's very they you know they live like that's very on pretty much on brand for Kevin Williamson, I think. And then, um, oh my gosh, uh, Jord- Jordana Brewster's character Delilah keeps bringing up Puppet Master. And like she's like, it's just like Puppet Master. <laughs> and finally, Casey, Elijah Wood's character is like, I get it. And I was like, girl, I have never <laughs> related more in my life. Because I will bring up, if a movie reminds me of a different movie, I'll be like, oh, that's just like this. Oh, that's just like that. That's probably why I like Kevin Williams' work so much. Um, but truly, this This film moves at such a brisk pace. Like, they start getting attacked within the first... Well, the opening scene is just like an opening kill for a screen movie. But they start getting attacked 15, less than 15, into the movie. And Casey gets accused of taking drugs, which is a pivotal theme in this whole movie.
0: (laughs) What is up with Casey's parents? I'm sorry. I've had this gripe since I was 10 years old. Like... He doesn't seem to be a troublemaker. How do they go from like zero to like a hundred with his punishment?
1: They fly off the handle. They're like, you're going to go to school. You're going to go to every extracurricular. We're going to escort you there. And I was like, what did no he No phone, no modem. Don't they, forget his porn. They pull apart his books and he's like that's government property like shit yeah like this is not a kid that's taking drugs this is a kid that's like oh I gotta go return my library books on time he wants to be a journalist and right. so you know that's another very 90s uh trope I feel like in a lot of these movies that we've been discussing is the if it, if they're in college or in high school their job that they aspire to is just something that I mean is kind of still feasible but not really you know mm. Uh, which was kind of like a gut punch, I think, every time I rewatch this movie. But you know, we very quickly get them stuffed into that closet, and all of a sudden, the corpse of that teacher just pops out like a Halloween decoration. And I, f- I don't know who does this, who did the special effects for this. I don't have the IMDb pulled up in front of me, but God, that looked disgusting.
2: All the practicals in this movie work.
1: Oh, it's always a CGI. That's terrible. And it is terrible.
2: <laughs> yes. And I just want to say about the parents too, because I also I found that super relatable. Because going back to my story about uh-huh. coming out or whatever, my coming out story with my family is it's funny now, but back then it was not funny. <laughs> I My mom <laughs> made the choice <laughs> to put the family computer in her teenage son's bedroom with oh. a lock on the door. Womp, womp. I didn't just put it there. <laughs> <laughs> so I come home one day and she has gone through the computer and found <gasps> chat history. Not like pornography, not like that. And like corners me and it's like, what about this? What about this? And I was like, anyway, so that moment of them like going from nothing to like five because I was the like now I'm. A drinker and like a wild child, but like back in that day, I was like, "I'm somewhere where I told my mom I wasn't gonna be. What if she sees me? I'm gonna get in trouble." And like, I was such a good kid in high school. My parties were movie nights. Like,
1: (laughs) same, no, same. I totally same, same, totally same. And so when she
2: went from like one to three billion, I was that. So that made this scene with Casey's parents so relatable to me, and. Y'all know that dad took that porn and put it in his mm. own stash.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like, here's the thing though that kind of took me out of that scene as an adult was just that the fact that they knew where he hid his porn. So like their whole reasoning in my head as to why they were going ballistic, i.e. like, okay, you're just a little nerd, you're not getting out there, you're not like normal, quote unquote. Right. Through blew that theory out of the water because I'm like, if they know he's got porn, and it's straight porn, we're assuming. Then,
1: it was, yeah. I mean, it was at least
2: female. It was like at a woman least on the cover. So, yeah. yeah,
1: and also this was again 1998. Eight. Yeah, so we weren't really doing widespread sales of um, pornographic materials in print. That was not heterosexual. At least no, not kid, at like a gas station that he could get. Kids
0: will never know, like the struggle of like looking at a restricted section when you go into a corner store. Like, you had all your lovely magazines, you had your People magazine, you had your GQ, you had your Men's Health, you had your whatever, in style, in touch, in whatever, like, in the, on display by the candy or whatever, by the door. And then there was, like, this little curtain in this little doorway or something, or, like, well, lights were that were flashing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say, or, I didn't
1: see that. I only saw, like, I never see one in person so like, until... I was older, but the like the black plastic, the black
0: pla- bag. or red sometimes, like yeah. it's just like, the redacted magazines that, that came in like a plastic bag. It's like, what's that? <laughs> Not for you, kid.
2: <laughs> and the grossest part about that too, we're having worked in a bookstore before.
1: Oh no! I know what you're about to say.
2: <laughs> those are found in the bathrooms.
1: Uh. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> At least buy it to get home, ah. Trip,
1: please. But I- then we
2: also had customers who would like. Go, it, would be a, it would be a dude, of course. And they of would God. go up to the female cashier and just be like, bloop. And it's just stacks of porn. <laughs> <laughs> and I it was mean, the same guy who came like once a week to get his monthly porn stash. <laughs> stash. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it was just a different time, I guess. But, oh, woof. I was not, I, again, very sheltered and not old enough to know all that. But But I do think it's a very funny aspect of. This film, any anything set in this time period, is always going to be my comfort watches because Same. I was a kid. But mm-hmm. truly, like there, this film and most Kevin Williamson films, even Sick that just came out, has a quality to it that I—it's very tangible. Like I feel like I can really reach out and touch a lot of things, but also I can really feel the emotions of the actors. Um, I don't know. I get very nostalgic about it. And something else that makes me so nostalgic, and I completely forgot about it until I started writing my notes. When this movie came out, the entire cast did a Tommy Hill figure ad, which is like yes. the most 90s <laughs> shit ever. Um, I'll put it in the show note links. Uh, but it is very 90s, and we just don't really get that kind of advertising anymore. You know, like 17 magazines is not a thing anymore. Like there used to be a Cosmo Junior, which people think I made up, but I swear is a real thing. No, and I think of course I remember that. Yes, and then of course yeah. Teen Vogue, which is now all online. But like, do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, there's just mm-hmm. not—we don't get that kind of ad campaign anymore.
2: No, well, and it's because ads too have changed because now Absolutely. everything is digital for the most part, and so they have to be eye-catching in that way. And typically, doing like a film, like there'll be there'll be celebrities yes. and stuff, part you know sponsorships, but like doing a whole movie. It's just I don't I just don't think that there's an audience for it anymore, sadly. Okay. Unless you did like I think they could, actually. Could you imagine like a Stranger Things promotion for like D or something? Like <laughs> that
1: would be huge. No, yeah, the, they need to call you up for marketing, Trent. They are. Yeah,
0: or or if there could have been like with the Dungeons and Dragons movie, something tie in with Stranger Things, like mm-hmm. something, something. There's so much material out there. There's so. They just what? hire you, Trent. New career. Here we go. Call me up. I just. I wish so. manifesting people, this now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish people listening could have seen that majestic hair flip. It was wonderful. <laughs> but you know. I think at the heart of this film is something that still is a big issue in America, of course. It's their really sly and subversive pro-drug use message in this movie, which I actually really like. Um, I think most things should be legalized and regulated for if no other reason than it would save lives. Um, The tax money would be a bonus for our country. But the whole point of this movie to me is that the only real way to demonstrate your humanity in this world of this film is to get high. They have to take this drug. What is it called? Skank? Skat? <laughs> to, to some...
2: I think it's literally called skat.
1: No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <I> think... <laughs> but you know what it is? You know what it is? It's, like it's guaranteed to jack you up.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Trent and I were talking about that earlier, but <laughs> we were like, what a <laughs> f- line guaranteed to jack you up. Like Johnny Bravo wrote that. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yes. but it's it's how they save themselves, right? It's like this homemade, it mix of caffeine pills. Yeah.
0: Sorry, guy.
1: Oh no, he says it's caffeine pills and something else, but I can't he even it's
2: caffeine pills and what and a bunch of shit you find in your kitchen.
1: Oh, woof! He was yeah. like a mess <laughs> No, this listen. Is the most it makes Appalachian sense. shit ever. <laughs>
0: But listen, this makes rudimentary high school science sense. You know, water th- makes them thrive. Caffeine will dehydrate the shit out of
1: them.
2: Right. Also, this whole setup that he has in his garage like, where are his parents?
1: <laughs> he was Walter Whiting. But like, not even on the low, just out in public.
0: Like, honestly, he was my favorite trope of like, okay, he's a miscreant. He's like, you know, that vagabond drug dealer. But guess what? Secretly, he's a genius. He's just mm-hmm. probably has ADHD.
1: You know, that's probably why I was so attracted to him as a child. <laughs> the first time I saw this movie, <laughs> I have a type. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Same. <laughs> listen, and
2: we go from this to H two O, and I'm just like, oh, oh,
1: god.
0: yeah, oh god, and then oh god, no. Listen, he is a scream king. I he deserves his flowers, and one day we will be. We will be covering Penny Dreadful.
1: Oh yes, absolutely. I love that show so yes. much. I,
0: I will also say, and this is a Kevin
2: Williamson strength. And Sheree and I were recently, we recorded an episode for the Patreons. So you have to
1: subscribe
2: yes. to listen. It's coming yes. out in a few months, but on Sick, <gasps> uh, the new Kevin Williamson. Yes. I, love
1: I loved it. I loved it. I did
2: too. And I will say this Kevin Williamson, to this day, writes smart characters. All of his. Women, typically, because some of the men are dumb. But, <laughs> hey. Uh All of the women. And in this one, I think all of our main cast make smart decisions.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. This just hit on. me. Kevin, This is the second time Kevin Williamson has borrowed a Frasier actress for one of his movies. It is. Shit. Sorry. It's sick.
2: Oh. You're right.
0: Apologies,
2: but yes. No, so he well, This would be the first time. <laughs> that's the second time. So.
0: Yeah. Chronologically. I mean, she. Yeah. This chronologically. Yes. Sorry. Apologies, but you're right. He does. He does have smart women. Uh. Maybe not the actresses from Frasier. <laughs>
1: no. You no. Know,
0: I. Yeah, yeah. 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 All of his protagonists
2: are in this movie specifically. They all make good decisions. Like they all. None. Of, it, there's never a time where I'm like, "What?" Like, there's sometimes I'm like, "Okay, you could have maybe done this a little differently, maybe." But like, they all, I, there's nothing in here that I'm just like, "That's totally unbelievable." Like, that that's completely out of the blue. There were some choices made in the end that I don't love, but everything when the horror is happening,
1: she yes. does make good choices. But when she gets alone with Mary Beth, and I was like, "Oh, f- this is mm-hmm. this is going to be the reveal." The fr- I mean, I can't remember the first time I. I saw this, but I do remember being like, oh, no, because she started saying, you know, do do they win or do we lose? He looked pretty happy to me. And I was like, ma'am, not that you want a lobotomy. What?
2: White women. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trent said it, not me. Trent said it, not me. Relatable. I can't be blamed for this one this time, but I 100% co-sign. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, she was, okay, on my, f- I'm assuming, I don't like, like you said, I don't remember the first time I watched this movie because I was just so young. I feel like I've always Same. been watching this movie. Same. I, so I don't remember if I clocked her then, but now it's so the accent, the, you know, they did a really good fake out with the drugs with her mm-hmm. when she does take the drugs and what she quote unquote takes drugs. And then they go back, they give you the flashback to show you how she got away, away with it. So they did that. That was really smart. But yeah, no, when that happened, I was like, oh no, Stokely, don't do it. <laughs> and But I think it was really smart because her they had this connection
1: earlier because yes. they
2: put that scene mm-hmm. in there where Stokely and her are talking about being an outcast mm-hmm. and not having friends and some queer undertones to that conversation as well. Absolutely.
1: Stokely,
2: Stokely is probably not fully straight, but we don't have dialogue to support that other than other people talking about her, which is its own problem. But, um, because mm-hmm. <laughs> more people called me gay than I before I ever called myself gay, so it's like, are you sure? <laughs> are you surprised here? Really? Really? You've been saying <laughs> it for years.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've been, I'm pretty sure most of my family, I mean, some of them probably still think so, and I'm like, how, uh, call me a lesbian, and I'm just like, listen. Uh, no, like I am not one full respect to lesbians, but I'm not one. Like just because I am 35 and unmarried does not make me gay. Indian full, community. Full
1: respect. <laughs> to lesbians. Like, full
2: respect. Into, to to lesbians into orbit. We love you. Full
0: respect and admiration for lesbians, all lesbians, but I just, no, uh, no,
1: Trent, <laughs> not me. Knows. I just enjoy the male form a little bit mm. too much. Mm. That's, anyways, that's, anyways, <laughs> I digress. I digress. Like you like this movie. Here we but, go. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but
0: honestly, like the so just to chime in on when we first saw it, I actually do remember because I, again, every time we cover a late '90s horror movie, what do I say? I had to watch this behind my parents' back. Um, the way I got like permission to go see it with my friends was that I told my mom the kid from Flipper, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, <laughs> you didn't lie. I did not lie. And she was like, oh, Flipper. Yes, family friendly. We love that kid. Okay. Yikes. (laughs) But what boggles me, sorry, speaking of Elijah Wood, is how he went from this to like five years later, Lord of the
1: Rings. Right.
0: He grew up fast.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you show that you can act in a Kevin Williamson film, you kind of have it, you know, not made, made, but pretty fucking made. Like, Nev, I mean, Mm. Skeet. I Courtney, speaking Courtney, yes. Well, I can't ever remember the timeline of Friends versus the first. Friends scream. first.
2: She was in Friends before because okay. that's what, but that was. she wanted to play Gail because she wanted to be a
0: bitch. Like she wanted yes. to be a bitch. Friends was ninety four, so that would have been about maybe two, two seasons, okay. three seasons yeah. in. Yeah.
1: Well, and t- on top of all that, you know, I just think Kevin does a really good job of making his actors. Like you said, a whole person. They're smart. Mm -hmm. And when you're studying this character to play them, you understand their choices. And so you understand them and you're not Mm -hmm. having to defend them against people because especially when you're playing a villain, you have to still like the person. You still have to understand their point of view. And so for Mary Beth, she so desperately just wanted to have... I mean, it was a hunger for her. She just wanted to have companionship, um, even whenever that thing popped out of the pool. I don't even know what that was. It was very little shop of horrors, and it scares me. And I still can't. I still can't look directly at the screen every time that scene happens um, in the pool. But I mean, between that and like the teachers chugging water. How this has not been memed to death about staying hydrated is beyond me, <laughs> um or being called thirsty but but truly, I think this film does such a good job of showing us like, hey girls, you don't have to be stupid to be a f- good horror character, and I say girls is a gender neutral term, <laughs> yes, yeah <laughs> yes
2: yeah, same and 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 even like again, even the characters you're not supposed to like like Jordana Brewster's Delilah like I but I I love a mean girl I love yes them. Mm-hmm. I love and I saw there was a part of me that really that really related to her especially when they're running away from the teachers and Casey uh, falls and she yes. just keeps chucking I was like that is smart and he's like mm-hmm. Delilah and she's <laughs> she, like no bitch gotta go
1: <laughs> she she's about that life and I really appreciate that
0: and you know what I can relate even though I'm not a mean girl I can uh, having a mean girl in this kind of scenario just brings me more peace than Mary Beth's character because Mm -hmm. even as a kid maybe it's because of my own experiences being bullied and stuff like that it's the ones that seek you out to be extra nice I'm like why Why? And like she was going to everybody at anything. And that's why I'm like, why? What is your agenda? What are you doing here? Yeah. One thousand percent. I think that's why I actually enjoy
2: a mean girl, because they're at least honest. Yeah. They're at least telling you what they think. Like they're at least not being fake to or like, you know, telling you one thing and then going on Facebook and doing another. Like
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or you know, in the nineties, um, calling you and then Secretly having a three-way conversation oh, no. with somebody else, who then who you know hates you, and then pipes gets you to talk shit about them, and then pipes up because that never happened to me. No, That's it never happened to me. me. It
1: never happened to me more than once in my life in the nineties. Never. Listen, yeah. t- t- as much as I defend teenage girls, teenagers are also terrorists. So, oh,
2: girls, boys, they're all shit. <laughs> they're
1: all they they all misbehave. Uh, so we get to the final section where Can just,
2: i feel like this movie should just end after the things fall out of space and <laughs> it's over
1: <laughs> yes because i was so confused the first time i saw this again i don't remember like the exact first time but you know the first couple this ending is one of the few kevin williamson endings that i'm like but why because it, it's almost like there's three parts to it you know like we get the actual saving of each other we get the uh, weird wrap up section and then we get the Casey scene and I don't understand any of it. I don't like any of it.
2: And uh, like, so it just doesn't make sense with the characters. And I'm curious, exactly. I'm, I'm really curious about the product. I, I didn't look up the process of this film to see Same. if this was a Kevin idea or if Kevin was just forced to write this due to studio or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, doesn't make any sense because like a the only character that, that the ending makes sense for them is stan yes and that's only because like that's the obvious thing like that's what he's been mm-hmm. saying the whole damn time like <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to be a normal kid and like not football player whatever but like why is zeke on the football team
1: what right like what he's a he was a burnout and then he joined the football team and suddenly was like good enough to be like varsity after he hadn't played in God knows how long and high school sports are Incredibly competitive.
2: Oh, it's so stupid! But yes. and
1: in a high school to end <laughs> in like a football town, like there was even a
0: line earlier where it's like it's Friday night. There's only one place everyone's exactly. gonna be. That was uh, that was our girl, uh, uh, Fraser girl. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, BB,
1: BB, <laughs> BB Newirth. New yeah, she says, um, "I'm sorry that we can't spend any more money." Like the football team is getting new jerseys and pads, and like I woof, well, that's still me. yeah, it's still so <laughs> <still laughs>
2: fucking relatable. My whole family's <laughs> in education, so like I My, hear all about this. All I know the time and how there is never, and I lived it because I was never a sports person. I was an arts person, and like we had to use the budget, the money <laughs> we made last year from the play to do yep. our next play. Oh. Like oh, it God. was, and like it's so frustrating that like even education is capitalist. Like mm-hmm. even yeah. education is about the bottom line, and that's bullshit.
0: bullshit. I my high school. Even though it's Canadian, because football is not that, like, not, at least high school football is not that big. It's high school basketball and hockey up here that are, like, the big, the big ones. Football is kind of like, "Eh." but, like, our football team was actually pretty good when I went there. So I was on the field hockey team in grade nine, and I had to use ice hockey pads instead of field hockey pads, because I was a goalie, to do... Uh, like to play in And it, let me tell you One up one downs On a giant football field In a no, Canadian football field No <clears> thank, thank you, you. No, uh, those fields are bigger Than American football fields They are? Yes Yeah
1: oh. Yes
0: um, Fun what fact But then I actually got to see The other side of things Later with the drama With my um, The drama department Because we were also Really really good In that department But we also uh, My teacher was really Really diligent In signing up for Every single grant possible Smart yeah, but yeah. we saw the disparity with like what other people had to do in other schools like just ugh, education's a mess. Just give everybody everything and shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> and, truly.
2: Yeah, stop funding wars and death and fund education. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> 2024, here we go. Tr- uh, <laughs> Trent
1: for Trent for Governor 2024. <laughs> I would I'll vote make my for own you.
2: State and we could all move to there. <laughs>
0: yes, yes I would move to the state where Trent is in charge. Yes. I'm down. But
2: uh like yeah, I just – it's it's also frustrating. And I will say this. Speaking of someone who is still in the arts field, in the content creation field, I do respect a little bit of it because, again, real – we are we live in the real world. So, like, I did learn how to make sure I'm producing work that will make money. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You, you realize that that play that you really love to do, well, you might be able to do that in two years while you do Neil Simon or some bullshit you don't want to do that's going to bring in the audience.
1: <laughs> Drag them, Trent. Well, I think, I think people forget, you know, on, on the flip side of that, sports winds up paying for a lot of other things yeah. in public schools and in private schools. So I just, I think... What I really appreciate about his take on it is that he took that trope of, initially, before the ending, which I didn't like, he took the trope of the football star and turned it on its head. And he's not the savior. He's not even the final boy. Yeah, he gets turned, literally. Mm-hmm. And then we get this seventh heaven ass ending that I hate. I hate it.
2: Yeah, I probably hate them because at least Zeke is still smoking. So, like, you still right. get the idea that drugs yeah. are still in the picture. But, like, yeah, they're both, um, both him and Stokely, even though they did hint at the the relationship, the feelings. So, I'm there for that. But, like, why did she have to change her whole identity?
0: Why did because she? She's got a man. Why did she have to go put on a purple sweater? Like I don't understand. Like, and what is with the de-gothification?
2: Yeah, yes, that yes, damn yes, thing was de-gothing. lilac. That was a lilac sweater. That's what your grandma wears.
0: <laughs> or was it lavender? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I
2: feel like lavender's deeper. I don't know. Maybe I, I could be
0: wrong. <laughs> I don't know. A... <laughs> but but like, what goths can't find love? Right. Like.
2: And because you have know. a man, you have to change your whole like identity.
0: Yeah, listen, I understand being a teenager, you have a crush, it makes you fucking stupid, but it doesn't make you go to Old Navy. Right. And I understand,
2: too, that, like, people change, but not in, like, a month. Like, most of my friends who were goth in high school are no longer, like, wearing the jinkos. you know, they still.
0: (laughs) And, like, I was a goth in high school, but I never, I couldn't buy my own clothes, so I never dressed like one. I could Hmm. get away with dressing a little more emo than I could goth, but I straddled both worlds, but I looked like. I don't know, probably Jordana Brewster's character at some point, but like <laughs> you know, had, you had the lilac sweater on. I had the lilac sweater on, but like you know, it's one of those things. You know, like that uh, that what's that TikTok meme right now from American Psycho? It's like oh, like me walking into work. And oh yeah, got the headset the on, but it's like the music. Yeah. So it's like yes. me walking into school, but it's just like metal blaring in my
1: ears. <laughs> I mean, it's yes. it's not a secret that I was a a scene kid. So um, there's so much. Picture proof of that, (laughs) Um, and still enjoy, uh, still enjoy metal. So yes, it was very sad to me to see her, because especially when you're a teenager, like that's your whole identity. Like what you're passionate about is literally your entire identity. And especially Mm -hmm. in this time, I would say from, you know, pretty much anything pre 2012, music was so much of high schooler's identity and some college students' identity that. It just – it really bothered me when I was a teenager and watching this movie. I was aghast. I was like, no, why does she have to change? I hate this.
2: Yeah, and and if there was some, like, dialogue to support it earlier in the film, I might buy it. But there's just nothing there other than her liking Stan – keep trying to want to call him Stu.
1: <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Lillard would okay. like a
0: word. Matthew Lillard
2: would like a yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, my gay icons. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I did, it, it, even the Delilah Casey thing, like mm-hmm. I get that a little bit more, yeah. but also I don't know anyone that wants to go into reporting that, or to be a reporter that then is, Comfortable being the center of attention.
1: Exactly. Because yeah. typically
2: reporters want to report on other people. Exactly. They want to talk about themselves.
0: They're like flies on the wall. They're not, they're just there to observe. Right, right.
2: And it so really I didn't me. understand his, like, oh, there's reporters walking up to me. Are they local or national? Oh,
1: God. Like, it was giving very much like, I live for the applause, applause, <laughs> applause. Like, it yes. was, I was just like, sir, why do you care so much? And again, this is pre social media. So, you know, I guess he was okay with it. But now I know most people that are his age would be like, that's so cringe. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm glad you guys also feel the same way about the end of this film because I just think the rest of it is like so high for me. It's like a nine out of 10. And then this, this makes yeah. it like an eight and a half out of 10, the ending does. Right.
2: It's kind of what up My Letterboxd mm-hmm. brings it to, from like a four and a half, maybe a five star to like a four star.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Um. But speaking of the music, though, like, can we talk about opening the film with The Offspring? Favorite. Like, come it. on. What a way to set the tone. And in 1998, too, that was like yeah. a big way to be like, like any adult watching it to be like, fuck you, this isn't for you. Right. And I feel like
2: to... And I don't know how much say Kevin has on songs and the sound the sound design. I don't know if he writes like this song plays now. But like <laughs> if you played the soundtrack to all of his films, they mm-hmm. all fit. They all yep. could be the same kind of aesthetic with some different variations here and there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's the perfect soundscape for this film.
0: Yeah. Mm. And yes. hilarious that we're recording this now. Apparently, a month ago, the label actually released the entire score for the first time.
1: It's about I guess because it's the twenty
0: fifth anniversary, right? So, as Lizzo yeah. said, it's about damn time. It's
1: about damn time. <laughs> 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 well, but yeah, I
2: note. yeah, I think that the the the, the soundtrack is under like. People don't talk about it. Like this isn't a film that people. And really, that's that's true about all Kevin's films. Mm. But I feel like they mm-hmm. should, sure. because like every time I've seen a Kevin Williamson movie, even Sick, I was like, "This soundtrack is pretty awesome."
0: <laughs> I I'm uh, one of the few people, lucky people, that got to see Sick in a theater because um, I saw it nice. at its premiere mm-hmm. at uh, Midnight Madness. And I, when I tell you, I'm like doing this in my seat, you guys can't see me, but I'm just like jamming in my little, like, I was jamming in the little theater seat while it's like playing. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like, you know, like this is, ah, this is Kevin Williamson. Like it just tied it together for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, his soundtracks are always amazing. They're always current. Yes. Like, and if they're not, if you're not doing a current song, the cover is by a current artist, which they did in this one. They'd had another brick in the wall, but it's not.
1: It's that you know. weird, like not techno version, but like slow down distorted version yeah. that is, threw me off. I was like, yeah. what version is this? Yeah. <laughs> but lyrically,
2: that song is perfect for this. Oh, oh, lyrically.
1: Yes. Perfect. You know, you know what we didn't get in this. The only thing that was missing from like a typical Kevin Williamson movie, we didn't really get a party scene or a dance scene like usually there's a party or a prom or some kind of drinking or yeah. whatever they do drugs but again I think this is the first film where he was like very this is a very pro-drug movie <laughs> which coming out of you know going out of Reagan into George Bush number one and then Clinton um, mm-hmm. very you know dare era mm-hmm. I think it was really brave of him to write and I'm shocked that the studio was not like no, the thing that saves them cannot be a white powdered substance that they snort. Yeah. <laughs> we have Let's
0: to guess. mention that it's caffeine. We have to mention it's caffeine.
1: I've been trying to avoid saying that word again because I hate it so much. I'm oh like, my god! Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: don't
2: keep shame, Jamie. Don't keep shame.
1: But
0: no, you're absolutely right, though. Like they got, they did the bare minimum to just be like, you know, okay, this is gonna get past not the unofficial censor board not the official censor board um right. well,
2: and this movie is pg-13 like it is yeah, it even is. though there's some,
0: is it, wait, there's is some... it? R? What no is this i movie? think it was pg-13 i'm i'm pretty sure but like there's some things that they just kind of
1: <laughs> like yeah. i was like could you
0: mention oh, no, it is condoms okay. like
1: that for pg-13 it's it's R, because I think the version that you're thinking of, Trent, is probably what we saw. Because this used to come on TNT all the time. I said this True. a couple ah. episodes ago, but that's like where I watched a lot of my first horror
2: movies. Yes, <laughs> so I always TNT. saw the like, TV when it, <laughs> wasn't, when it wasn't SVU marathons, it was, it was horror
1: films. <laughs> now Speed yes. is just on every single Saturday. It's just like Speed's on. <laughs> uh.
2: But yeah, it is oh, R. Man. And that makes sense, too, because Mary mm-hmm. Man has the nude... Or like not fully yeah. nude, but that nude. We see
0: her D crack.
1: In. I mean, see, yeah. These, these
0: kids well, are I mean, and you too, have a right? teacher kind of like strip. You don't see anything, but you have like a strip. You know, teacher trying to pull a shining on you. I can, forgot all the- about <laughs> that.
2: Yeah, yeah can <laughs> we discuss just briefly because I know we're running yes. through all time? But no, like,
0: no, no, we can I take do, as much time as you want.
2: I do think it it is. It's very dated. It is very nineties. Where we are, yes. where we're in the conversations then. But the relationship Mm -hmm. between Femkin Jensen's character and Zeke, (laughs) even at the end, as we've said, we hate the end of this movie, is like, is this... is, this, is she a
1: pedophile? <laughs> he was hot like, for teacher, but she was hot for student in, in the very illegal way. Because I don't think he was 18. Oh, no, the, no, no,
0: no. They made it clear that he was. Because uh, oh. when she's ripping him a new one, when she's an alien, she's like, oh, if you had put this much effort into your classes as you do into this, blah, 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 maybe oh, you wouldn't yeah. have to repeat. Because
1: he's a second year uh, senior. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. True. Which only him, makes
0: the football thing even weirder. Doesn't
1: yeah. she call and him it's a little less cringy, but still, yeah. has, like doesn't she call him dickless because and she goes to hell yeah
0: and she's like if you come after me again I will stick my foot so far up your ass you will be ass. sucking my toes until graduation and I'm like <laughs> That's
1: so corny.
2: that is such a crazy. Kevin Williamson line like <laughs> I could hear it... Gail Weather say that I could hear like there's so many Kevin Williamson characters that would have said that line like so many uh, so... what's her name in Vampire Diaries the blonde girl uh,
0: oh Caroline
2: Caroline yeah, she yeah. Totally say that. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, yes! Hundred <laughs> percent to rewatch that first season because what a ride! Uh, right. I, it's been years, years since I've watched any of it, but Ooh, uh, well, it ends
2: real weird. It does. It ends, <laughs> it really I watched does. it all, and it is real fucking weird. Like Nina's not even in the final season.
1: No, so yeah, she was much, like,
0: "Fuck this shit."
1: Very much like this movie, it does not stick the landing no, whatsoever.
2: No, unfortunately, because this movie is so. Like, I just want to re-edit this film and edit the end out. Like, it ends, the, the aliens it. come out of AFKC, and it's over.
0: Yeah, that's it. We're done. Everybody, it, you know, like, I would even do with, like, a, a little, like, blurb at the end. You know, sometimes that movies do just, like, mm. Casey went on to become a reporter. And right. <laughs> like, it's a real story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With their little headshots next to it. <laughs> Listen, this
0: would have been around the time of Blair Witch.
1: We could have yeah, done it. it yes, yes. It could absolutely. have. It would have
0: been a nice little homage. I love absolutely.
1: I love that so much. Well, Bhavna, what's your final rating?
0: Oh my god, this is always going to be a nine out of ten for me. Mm. And and the only reason it loses a single a point is because of that ending and because yeah. of like it just kind of de character if I which is now a word um it kind of strips these characters of their whole essence at the end and i'm like okay did the alien leaving everybody kind of hollow everybody out like did they give you lobotomies anyway for free on the way out like i don't understand i almost expected the first time i watched this movie i almost expected like something at the very very end to like come in and be like psych like You know, the aliens are still here. We're just
1: smarter and evolved. No, I legit, I I legit first couple times I watched this thought that they would all become aliens.
2: But you know what? I'm okay with this read of the film. Maybe that was Mm. Kevin Williamson's thought. Like maybe the aliens are still there. Maybe they're all still body stashed.
1: I think they are. I'm just saying because, because of what happens with Stokely, of... Mm -hmm what happens with Zeke and then the fact that the football coach is just fine all of a sudden, like he, he got pretty messed up. <laughs> like I, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've I, always kind of wondered.
2: I see that read of this film. And if Kevin Williamson ever tells me that that is the right read, I will be like, okay, this is now perfection.
1: But right. <laughs> oh God, yes. I am going to give this eight and a half out of ten crystal alien shards shooting into my face while I attack the alien. <laughs> 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 Allah la Elijah <laughs> yes. um, So close. Just doesn't stick the landing. I think they were trying to appeal to a bigger audience than Scream. Um, again, this was like just before not only 9-11, but just before Columbine, most importantly. And so there was a lot of Cultural talk about teenagers and high school and being safe at school, but in a very different way than what happens now. And I just think it's really funny. I don't know. I just watching this back in 2023, I'm always like, that is such an interesting good old days. Yeah. Such an innocent, interesting take on the world. So take us home, Trent. What's your final rating and your final thoughts? I am
2: going to give – I'm going to agree with Bob. Now. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because I do think that it is near perfection until the end. Unless mm-hmm. – and if Kevin ever says, aliens are still there, wait for the faculty two. I will bump it up to a 10. Like
0: Yes. Absolutely. You know what? Fa- Here's an idea, Kevin Williamson. Faculty 2 – now everybody else is the faculty. We've got Zeke as the science teacher. Mm. <gasps> got Casey in like literature, English, English lit. There you go. That's I know English, clearly. Um, <laughs> you know, Stan's P E slash football coach. Stokely teaches drama. drama <laughs> you know. <laughs> we all said drama. <laughs> we all said <laughs> drama. We all said drama and I forgot Jordana Brewster's character. I get Delilah. Delilah. She plays, she's the principal now, you know. That's yeah.
1: such a vibe. I love that. And, and now it's like yeah, the Casey evolved
0: would be the version. the teacher.
1: Yeah. I'm yes. hollering at. <laughs> he's drama. he's the
0: uh, teacher advocate for the uh, supervisor. Sorry for Kevin the newspaper. i want to Kevin a
2: DM real quick.
0: <laughs> I yeah. think
2: we're on to something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kevin Williamson, hit us up. Call
2: us. <laughs> and we got to get
0: everybody on board. Like uh, Jordana, yeah. like the whole cast. It has, has to be the entire
1: back. cast. Oh, yeah. Josh
0: would be in for sure. Elijah oh. would be in for sure. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure Cleo Duvall would do it. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, I think uh, so, I
2: think uh, Jordana Brewster is probably going to be our hardest get.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know. And can
0: we bring Robert nice.
2: Rodriguez
1: back? I would like to. I don't know. I
2: would be okay with that. Yeah. yeah, he did fine with the first one. Like the the direction okay. is not my problem. the The only problem is the end
0: of this movie.
1: Uh, yes. Exactly. Oh, let's and get Danny
0: Trejo in there as a janitor.
1: Yes. And there is the use of an R slur by one of the teachers. But this yeah. was 1996. This eight, is 90. So I, yeah. I, I knew and, it was coming. Uh, yeah. I just, oh, I like cringe every time. Um,
0: as yeah. as someone that wasn't too much younger than Casey at the time, uh, people were throwing that word around. Like oh, candy. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure I probably said it. Unfortunately, if I could punch myself, my 12 year old self in the face, I'd probably. Listen.
1: Would. I, if, if I definitely did. In, yeah. Of like 16, I'm much like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, giving you yeah. this much leeway. But yeah. anyways, Trent, it has been absolutely phenomenal to have yes. you on. I love you so much. I cannot wait for other people to find your pod, your work, everything you're producing. So plug yourself. Plug, plug, plug.
2: Yes, thank you so much, guys. This has been... A dream come true. Uh, so I'll give the podcast first. And Sheree usually does this, so I had to write it all down so I remember. Sheree <laughs> <laughs> is my brain. I don't know what I do. But I'm here. Anyway, uh, I'm the comedic relief sometimes.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs>
2: there you go. All right. Um, so you can find a Nightmare on Fierce Street on Instagram at Nightmare on Fear Street and Twitter at Nightmare Fierce. And you can find me on Instagram at Trent Reese, R E E S E, like the candy, 0508. <laughs> and that's also my birthday if you want to know. Uh, <laughs> Soon. And <then> on, <laughs> mm, right. Uh, and then on Twitter at Trent Reese5.
1: Yay. Yay. Amazing. Bhavna, no, where can the people find you? they
0: can find me on twitter hive and instagram at as at the lucky charms that's s-h-a-r-m-s and then a little fancy underscore for instagram at the end um yeah come and find me enjoy my shit posts uh and my food posts and my promo of the (laughs) (laughs) month. um
1: that's pretty much it like just join me for a good time Not a long time. (laughs) What about you, Jamie? Um, I'm at Glitter Burrito on, let's see, Twitter, TikTok, Hive. And I'm at Jamie Kirsten Howard, my full name, on Instagram to rep my actual career. (laughs) And if you guys want to follow us, we're at bloody broads pod on all social media, including Patreon. We recently revamped the Patreon. By the time you hear this, it will have been about two months into the process. So please feel free to tell a friend to tell a friend, come and join us over there. Y'all we're going to start rolling out some merch fingers crossed soon. And most importantly, leave us a five-star review because that is how people find the pod. All right. Until next time bye bye, bye.